Episode 1. Hep. Take it slow, and you can learn just what I mean. Are you hep to the jive? Are you hep to the jive? Are you hep, are you hep, are you keeping in step? Are you hep to the jive? Welcome to Swinglish, a weekly podcast where we investigate swing dance culture and the terms and expressions that surround it. My name is Dominic. And my name is Kim. And we are your hosts. But not your experts. No. Uh, We share love for these words and respect their histories and do our best to bring you the truth as we know it. We may be wrong or inaccurate from time to time, so please send us your feedback or corrections to swinglishpodcast at gmail.com. Now, it's it's time time to get hep. Oh, are you hep to the jive? Are you hep to the jive? Are you hep, are you hep, are you keeping in step? Are you hep to the jive? So let's define HEP. Spelled H-E-P, HEP means, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, having or showing awareness of or involvement in the newest developments or styles. Very fashionable, trendy, like me. Of course, Kim. And in 1939, the biggest HEP cat of them all, Cab Calloway, in his wonderfully punny HEPsters Dictionary, uh, defines Hepcat as a guy who knows all the answers and understands Jive. And Jive is going to be a really awesome podcast in the future, by the way. Yeah, probably episode three or four, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Something something soon. Uh, some synonyms and anonyms for Hep uh, could be... Uh, I never get this right. Acorant? Acorant. Acorant. You have to say it like you have a mustache. I can't grow a mustache. <laughs> Thanks, Dominic. I'm sorry for bringing it up. Uh, cool, deaf, downtown, groovy, hip, in, mod, now, trendy, turned on, with it, and that's it. Um, <laughs> but pretty much any word that means cool, you can use in place of hep. Um, now, an antonym would be something such as an L7 or a square. Oh, L7 weenie. <laughs> Not a weenie. Oh, I don't want to be a weenie hut junior. I love Sandlot. Yeah. Oh, I referenced SpongeBob. Oh, different I, times. Yeah. Uh, anyway, more than a synonym, hep can be used interchangeably with the word hip. Um, but before we dive into that can of worms, uh, let's discuss the origins for a little bit. Origins of Hep. Here is the Shyamalan twist. They're unknown. Yes. I know. Pretty insane. <laughs> Nobody has any clue where Hep has come from. Yeah, and all the etymologists seem to be like incredibly angry at each other for it, too, because they're just like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. No, you stay in your room longer and research things. It's really annoying. That's why we did the work for you. Um, so the first one that we want to come at you with, and one of my favorites, is that uh, many etymologists believe the term came from this West African language. Um, called Wolof. I don't know if that's pronounced that way, but it is spelled W-O-L-O-F. So, do your best. 
um, based on the word hippie or hypie, uh, spelled H-I-P-I, which means to open one's eyes. However, this can be dismissed as the language doesn't generally use the letter H. Uh, we believe the origin word is actually spelled Xippy, or X-I-P-P-I, uh, which is more closely related in the Wolof language. Yeah, so there are holes in that story. Um, now, like we said before, hip can be used interchangeably with hep, and the reason for this is some people think the origin for it comes actually from smoking opium. What? what? Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Especially opium. Maybe. No, no, no. Do yeah. Opium. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Uh, anyway, this refers to the customary position for smoking opium, which was traditionally on your hip because you would be serenaded off into a drug-fueled ecstasy of a dream for many, many hours. Not that I've ever done it, and I don't even know how I'm describing it this well. That sounds so nice. Don't do drugs, kids. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and because uh, a lot of opium smokers would be part of the counterculture that it would soon make sense that to call them hip cats or to be hip. Yep. Um, another reference or origin that we could talk about is one of a uh, soldier. And if you were in the 19, a soldier from the 1900s, you, you may have heard it in a marching chant. Hep. One, two, three, four. Hep. One, two, three, four. And you know, as I was thinking about this, I was kind of not really jiving with this idea. Ha, jive. Huh. Episode four, kids. <laughs> um, just because I didn't quite like it as much as the others, but thinking about the marching chant, I mean, marching bands play a huge, huge part to the development of jazz, and um, with the idea of the drums roaring in and the, all the instruments. So it totally makes sense that African Americans and uh baller instrumentalists of the turn of the century would understand the term hep as something to count off before playing their music so very rhythmic i mean definitely works with the jazz that we know and love from the the time that syncopated idea from the four into the hep yeah it's pretty cool super dope Uh, and even though all these origins are around and we can't really pinpoint exactly where the word hep came from we can say that it was first recorded on may 9th 1903 in the Cincinnati Enquirer. And the first example of the term that we understand it uh, can be found in George Hobart's 1904 novel, Jim Hickey, Story of One Night Stands. Actually, also the name of my autobiography to be released this summer. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Don't ever release that. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Here's the quote. Say, Danny, at this rate, it'll take about 629 shows to get us to Jersey City. Are you hip? It actually only took 627. Yeah. All right. So we talked about the origins, but we're going to take a quick break and talk about how this term evolved. Welcome back. Uh, so we've gotten to the origin a little bit, so now we're going to talk about how uh, we still kind of use these words today um, outside of the swing dance culture. Uh, hep or hip um, eventually evolved into words today like hippie or hipster. Yeah, in 1947, Harry the Hipster Gibson wrote the song It Ain't Hep about the switch from hep to hip, uh, which we're going to play right now. Great. (laughs) What a song. 
Um, so Harry Gibson uh, decided to change his name. He was a jazz piano player, singer, and songwriter um, who did stride piano and boogie woogie. Um, and he added the term hipster to his Harlem Stage Act in 1944 just to kind of put himself uh, away from the crowd a little bit. Yeah, and in in his uh, autobiography, he said he was said to have coined the phrase on purpose. Uh, the form hippie is attested in print as jazz slang in 1952, but it's agreed in later sources to have been in use from the 1940s. Now, this is really interesting and kind of opened up a whole big box of worms um, for our research. But uh, reminiscing about late 1940s Harlem in his 1964 autobiography, Malcolm X referred to the word hippie as a term that African Americans would use to describe a specific type of white man who acted more Negro than Negroes. Yeah. So, as a type of ultimate poser. Uh, which is pretty accurate today. If you, if yeah. Because, yeah. like, Kim, if I say, who is a hipster, what do you imagine? Uh, someone with a very fashionable beard and mustache uh, who drinks lots of PBR and who can't afford rent but somehow spends a lot of money on artisanal soap. <laughs> Right. That actually just sounds also like a millennial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and most of the time when we refer to hipsters, they're usually very, very pale. Um, and um, so as we dug a little bit more into where hipster went as a word, hipsters eventually uh, seemed to become more interested in bebop and hot jazz uh, than they were in swing, which by the late 1940s was becoming kind of like old-fashioned and watered down by squares. Um, so they were kind of like the counterculturalists of counterculture. Exactly. Inception. Weird. Hipception. <laughs> Hip session. Um, yeah. And so as we continue, uh, hipsters were usually like these middle class white youths seeking to emulate the lifestyle of largely black jazz musicians that they followed. So you can imagine like drummer Gene Krupa and vocalist Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra were the original poster children of hipsterism. Yeah, Artie Shaw was quoted as saying that Bob Crosby was the first hip white person born in the United States. Damn, high praise. Yeah, high that's praise. that's pretty cool. Not bad. Um, and like the subculture rapidly expanded, and after World War II, there was a crazy literary scene that grew up around it. Jack Kerouac described 1940s hipsters as quote rising and roaming America, bumming and hitchhiking everywhere as characters of a special spirituality. Close quote. <laughs> Toward the beginning of his poem, Howl, Allen Ginsberg mentioned angel-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavenly connection to the starry dynamo in the machinery of night. You can't see us, but we're all wearing pageboy caps, and it's very dark in here. Yeah, I'm smoking a cigarette right now. Yes. That was, that and there was are so bongos. Good. Yes. Oh, we need bongos. We need more bongos yes, in this podcast. Do. Uh, please send us bongos. <laughs> but, um, and as you can see, this type of idea of hipsterism just continues throughout the 50s between literature, art, and music. So it's not a very, very long bridge to get us to the 60s in which the counterculture movement grows into this incredible wave as the youth really take over in not a way that they had since the 30s of the swing era. Um, and there we get hippies. Um... Then eventually the 80s happen, and then it's all about money. <laughs> yeah. Money, 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 and then Wall Street kids. So hippies kind of like fall to the wayside. But then money is gone, <laughs> and now we're in 
the 2000s no. and hipsters make a comeback. Yeah. And nobody likes a hipster. Nobody likes a hipster. Yep. Sadly enough. But yeah. everyone loves a hip cat. Yeah. So don't call each other hip hipsters, but call each other hip cats for that really cool, dynamic, awesome term that we all know and love. Exactly. So, what did we learn about being hip? Well, you shouldn't be on your hip. Yeah, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah. You can't really stress that enough. Don't do drugs. Unless that drug is life and just be high on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And music. Yes, music. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, music. Okay. So, join us next week as we discuss the our next uh, term, the universal term for every cool person. Cat. Meow. <laughs> and if you have any suggestions for terms you want us to explore or investigate, you can send us an email to swinglishpodcast at gmail.com. My name is Kim. And my name is Dominic. And this was Swinglish, where we ask, are, are you, you hep to, to the, the jive? jive? Take it slow, and you can learn just what I mean. Are you hep to the jive? Are you hep to the jive? Are you hep, are you hep, are you keeping it step by your hep to the jive?